What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Thirst Quench Thursday. I'm so excited y'all are here again. This is another edition of Thirst Quench Thursday, Thirst Quench Ministry, Thirst Quench Podcast. I am your host, Chadrick Roseborough Sr., and I am, as always, elated that you chose to kick it with me here on today. Listen, this is Season 3, Episode 11 of the podcast, Thirst Quench Podcast. Thank y'all so much for kicking it with me. Um, I'm going to dive right in this word. I don't have much of a voice today. Um, it was a long week. It's going to be a long month. So listen, in your nightly prayers and your morning prayers, please throw one up for me. Um, hello to everybody on your way in. Come on in. Come on in. Tanisha, AJ, my brother, uh, Richard. Hey, listen, y'all welcome, man. Listen, let's jump on in this thing. Romans 4, Romans 4, 21 and 24. Pray with me. Father, we are so grateful for you. There is nobody like you, God. We searched all over, couldn't find anybody. God, I pray right now, God, that you consecrate this time. God, that you begin to separate us, God, and place us where we are supposed to be, God. Not where people say we're supposed to be, God, but where we are truly indeed purpose to be god i pray right now just for reveal revelation of purpose god i pray um for those people who are wondering exactly what it is that's supposed to be doing in life god i pray that you just reveal their purpose their place and their position right now god you are great and greatly to be praised you are so amazing so god i pray right now that you just have your way i am an empty vessel god fill me up until my cup runneth over, I pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable in your sight. God, you're my strength and my redeemer. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Listen, my sister is on here. Uh, Monet, welcome to Thirst Quench Thursday. Sissy, welcome. Pops, welcome. Ain't Helen's good to see y'all. Miss Kathy, good to see you. Listen, Romans 4, 21 through 24. Romans 4, 21 through 24. It reads a little something like this. Listen, as a matter of fact, before we start, I need for y'all to go ahead and drop those anchors. Somebody came to me in church Sunday and said, I finally found where the anchors are. So listen, do me a favor. Y'all go ahead and drop the anchors. Let me know that y'all are live and in color on tonight. Here it is. So uh, Romans 4, 21, 24 reads like this. It says, he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. 22, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded, verse 24, for our benefit too, assuring that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Listen for a topic that I need for y'all type this on your screen. Life insurance, life insurance, life insurance. Throw that on the chat. Life insurance. That's where we're coming from tonight. Romans 4, uh, 21 through 24, season three, episode 11 of the podcast. Here it is. So I work in the funeral home business. <clears throat> of course, I'm a, a, a director at a adult nursing home. I, I'm sorry, the adult daycare. Um, and that's my passion. I love attending and taking care of people. I just love people. That's my passion, right? And so uh, uh, also working in the funeral home, what I see is a lot of fish fries. I see um, a lot of bake sales. I see a lot of family drama. I see a lot of people falling out because people don't have life insurance. I saw a funny thing. If you want to see people, if you want to see the black community cut down on black on black crime, get life insurance. If everybody had life insurance, it make a difference. But life insurance is something that you have in place to set up people who come after you. 
I've got two life insurance policies. I want to make sure that my wife and my kids are both well taken care of, not just for the funeral. That is the bare minimum. Hear me, people. That is the bare minimum that you should have your funeral taken care of. If you don't have a living wheel, please have a living wheel. I don't care if you ain't got but two nickels and a hoopty. You need to have that wheel laid out to somebody. As a matter of fact, I have this as well because I've seen the messiness of it. Have your funeral already planned out. Does it sound a little creepy when you first talk about it? Yeah, maybe. But if you've seen some of the things that I've seen, if you've seen people physically fighting, I'm talking about blows, going to blows because things are not in place and things are not in order. So if you hear my voice, you still have time to take care of these things. But life insurance is put in place so that people don't have to worry about things. Yes, you're grieving. You may not. You may. If I was to live until I was 78, 79, 80, and my wife lived until she was 90, I want to make sure from the time we are 78, 79, 79, 80, that my wife don't have to worry about any finances because I have life insurance. And when we're both dead and gone, our kids are going to inherit money on top of money on top of money. Will it replace us? No. But will it give you something to prepare you for what's next? Yes. Your life insurance is put in place for that reason. But what happens? Let me let me ask you uh, this question again. I, and I, I say this because, again, if you just tune in, I've seen too many fish fries. I'm not knocking anybody. Listen, if your family did a fish fry, grace and peace be unto you. My family better not have to do a fish fry. You have to have some things in order to make sure the people who are coming after you are taken care of. So life insurance was the topic because if you hear it, he says that he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever it is that he promises. But here it is. My question to you on tonight is why does it take so much? Why, why does it take so much to convince you when you're seeking and you're praying for God to do something for God to show you something? Answer me this. Why does it take God himself to come down off off the throne uh, to present himself faultless before you and tell you, listen, this is what I need for you to do, Miss Kathy. This is what I need for you to do, Tyrese. This is what I need for you to do, Mama. This I need for you to go here. I need for you to travel this road to get here. It's going to be a detour here. So I need for you to turn off and I'm going to present you boom right here. This is what I have for you to do. No, baby, listen to me. Why do you have the audacity to think that God himself has to come down and present himself for you to get what he's trying to tell you? The problem, the problem, the problem is that we are so saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost that we don't think that anybody can tell us anything about our lives or anybody else's life going on around us. Here it is. You got to humble yourself. Can I say that correctly? You need, you must humble yourself. Why? Because God sends signs. He sends miracles. He sends wonders. And if you are standing in place, hear me clearly right now before my voice goes out. If you are standing in place waiting on God to reveal himself so that you can know what you're supposed to do, I almost guarantee you that you've missed what it is that God is trying to tell you. I said this on Sunday. I said this on Sunday. Listen to me. I said this on Sunday. God is never, I'm, I'm not one of those preachers going to tell you, God told me to tell you this. I'm not knocking anybody that done that. Listen to me. But there should never be a time where there's a man of God or a woman of God who comes up to you and tells you, God told me to tell you that by the time you get home, that there's going to be blase, blase, blase waiting on you, baby. The man of God or the woman of God is simply sent to confirm that which God has already told you. I need to say that one more time because I upset some people on here. 
here on tonight and I'm okay upsetting you if it's going to save your soul. There should never be a man of God or a woman of God who was sent to tell you something that God has not already revealed, not already revealed in your head. How do you know that preacher? I need you to give me Bible. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The great things, I'm not talking about mediocre, the great things that God has in store for you. It says that eyes have not seen. You ain't got to worry about somebody seeing what God has for you. God is going to do a brand new thing in your life. He loves you that much. He cares about you that much that he's not going to give you some rerun. He's not going to give you something that somebody else has already seen, abused, and done wrong by. He's going to give you something new. Somebody type something new, something new, something new. Somebody type something new in your screen with some anchors on here. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hear me. You have to be okay knowing that what God has told you has to come to fruition. Why? Because if he said it, then baby, you can cash the check on it. You can go to the bank on it. You can do whatever it is that you have to do. Why? Because the verse says right here that he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever it is that he promises. But have mercy. The Bible says that he was fully convinced. My question I ask you, why does it take so much? Why, why, why does it take so much for you to understand and appreciate and receive what it is that God has for you without him having to reveal himself and come down from with a legion of angels and show you exactly what it is that he has? Baby, listen to me. Whatever it is that God has for you, he's going to make sure that you understand that it was him. You don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to be mistaken identity because when God gives it to you, baby, I heard Tasha Cobb says there's a miracle in this room. Lord, I don't have no voice at all with my name. on. I dare you to type your name on the screen right now. I believe I decree and declare because the Bible says that there is a miracle with your name on it. There are some things that only you can have because your name is attached to it. You don't have to worry about Chad getting what was meant for you because what Chad was meant was meant for Chad is going to be Chad's. You don't have to worry about somebody else getting yours. Y'all hesitating. I'm telling you, you better put your name on the screen. There are some things that you have to declare. My goodness from Zion. There are some things that you have to declare in the atmosphere. Uh, atmosphere. You cannot sit back and wait idly. There are some things that you got to put your name on. I had a conversation with an individual earlier today. We're talking about um, they was wanting this job. Wondering why this job wasn't happening for you. Listen, I said sometimes I'm just crazy enough to believe that there's sometimes you got to go up and you got to put your hand on that place. When it was a house that I desired, I would ride by that house every single day. You call it stalking. I call it speaking into the atmosphere and existence. There was a house that we had our name on. There was a house that we wanted to claim. So we rode by that house every day and I didn't just ride for the sake of riding. But every every time I rode by that house, I said that's mine. I don't know why they're still in it. I'm going to give them 30 days until they have to vacate the premises because what God has for me is mine. I put my name on it because I understood what he had was mine. There's some things you got to speak into the atmosphere. As a matter of fact, wherever you are, I know you typed it on your screen, but I need for you to go ahead and speak that thing out loud. Say your name out loud and don't just say your name of the short. I need for you to say your whole entire name. Put your kid's name on it. I decree and declare that what's meant for Chadrick Altrina, Chadrick II and Chance will come to pass. Why? Because I receive it and I I claim it. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible says that he was fully convinced. Baby, you ain't got to fully convince me because if God said it, I'm going to claim that thing. The Bible says that he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Here it is. The key word in here that I need for you to hear before you shout hallelujah and share this to everybody. It says that he's able to do it. it does not say that he will do it. 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. I just upset some people on here. The Bible says he was fully convinced that God is able to do. Just because he's able to do it does not mean that he's going to do it for you. Great God from Zion. Can I teach this thing like I feel it? Tanisha, close the doors. I don't need nobody else coming in here right now. Who's in here is who is meant to be here on tonight. Here it is. What God says right here is that he is fully convinced that what this was Abraham speaking. Abraham says that he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever it is that he promises. And what you've got to understand is, yes, he is able to do it. But sometimes you've got to change your perception on things. There are sometimes your taste buds have to change. Yes, he will give you the desires of your heart. But baby, that does not mean that he will not change the trajectory of how your taste buds in the Bible. Listen to me, not the Bible, but there are some things that are science. Every about every seven years, your taste buds will begin to change. And so there was a time in my life where I could not stand mushrooms every seven years i tell you your taste buds change i remember i don't know how old i was but i was with my parents i was still living at the house i was with my parents and my daddy ordered some fried mushrooms from outback if you know what i'm talking about go ahead and put some anchors in the screen if you've ever been to outback and you've ordered the fried mushrooms i need for you to put your anchors on screen I, I've, I've been there and at one point in time i couldn't stand them what's up tiffany i couldn't stand them but as i got older I began to shovel them things in my mouth because it was good to me. There's one point in time I couldn't stand no collard greens. I don't care who cooked them. I don't care how long they soaked. I don't care how much meat you threw in them to change the taste. I don't care about that. I couldn't stand them. But as I got older and things began to mature in me, my taste buds changed. So now, yeah, you can give me a little slab of collard greens on there because they're good. Whole of vinegar. I want them just like they are. My grandma's the only person poke salad I'm going to eat. But here it is. What I say, I say that to say this right here. Here it is. You got to understand here that there are sometimes that God will change the taste in your mouth. Why do you say that? Because the Bible says that he'll give you the desires of your heart. But there is, that does not always mean that the desires of your heart are always pure. That's why the Bible says that he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever it is that he's promised. While he is able, that does not mean that he's going to give you. Here it is, verse 22, let's keep going. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Here it is, because of Abraham's faith. Lord have mercy. There are some mountains that the only thing that will move them is your faith. Let me say that one more time. Y'all drop anchors because I know that was good. There are some mountains in your life that the only thing that is going to move those mountains out of your way is your faith. Bible says you have faith just of mustard seed. You can tell that tree to be uprooted and be tossed into the sea of forgiveness. Here it is. If you have faith that of a mustard seed, you can tell that tree to uproot itself and go cast itself into the sea. If you have the faith of just a mustard seed. I remember when I was a student pastor, I remember teaching that lesson about mustard seeds. I brought a whole container of little mustard seeds. And then I put on the screen what a mustard seed eventually turns into. Baby, it's not no little rose bush. A mustard bush, it begins to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Here it is. I'm telling you this to say this. Yes, yes, all you have to have is a small bit of faith. But if you have any type of appetite, your faith cannot stay where it once was. I'm telling you because here it is. I remember the first time I gave my baby boy 
solid food, not solid food, baby food. Because I was used to giving him formula. Formula's mad expensive. You ain't had kids in a while. It is mad expensive, especially if you got these uh, big guzzling drinking boys like I got. But, but it was mad expensive. But I remember the first time that I gave him baby food. And then I remember the first time he had real food around me. Because I'm going to tell you a funny story and I get back to this lesson. Because, my, you know, my mom and my daddy are my daycare during the day. I take my son down there every morning. And this whole time my son was eating, I didn't want him to have no pork, no beef. Nothing like that. You know, I was, you know, new parent, you know. And so I was going and buying plant-based nuggets and uh, all this stuff. You know, he's giving them plenty of fruit. And I remember one time my wife had some bacon. And my son said, bacon, bacon. I was like, huh, bacon. All, all I know, you know how I say is daddy and, and mama. Daddy and mama and Mimi, like pawpaw. Like, I'm, what are you talking about, bacon? But I could tell by the way this joker was eating this bacon that he had had bacon before. And so I remember that Sunday, you know, we went to my parents for Sunday dinner. I said, man, I said, we let this boy have bacon for the first time the other day. My mama said, for first time, honey, he eat bacon down here every day. Lord have mercy. Here I am thinking I'm giving my son just the best of the best of the best of the best. And he been eating bacon from time he was 14 months. Lord have mercy. Uh, not at Mimi's and Pawpaw's. That's right. Mimi and Pawpaw give him whatever it is that he wants. But here it is. Let's tap back into the lesson. Y'all got distracted. Y'all got me distracted. Some of y'all got ADHD, Ashley, and you need to pay attention. Here it is. Here it is. The, there are some things that only your faith will move. There are some mountains that only faith will well, move. You got to imagine what it is that's been troubling you for so long. And you got to ask God, what in the world is it that I need to do in order to get this mountain out of my way? Because he'll start to be, he started to cause your enemies to become your footstools. And if you get enough enemies, not because you make them, but because there's some people who just will go against what God has for in your life. If you have enough of them, you begin to step up and up and up and higher and higher and be able to see over those mountains that once tripped you up. Here it is to be righteous. Because the Bible says right here that, 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 that because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. But here it is. To be righteous simply means what? To be free from guilt and shame. I know ain't nobody going to be able to, to relate to what I'm about to tell you. But has anybody on here ever been able to say that they've done something sketch? Is there anybody on here who's able to say I've I've done something suspect before? Is there anybody on here? You ain't got You ain't got to throw your hands up. I don't care. You ain't got to call yourself out. I throw mine up. I speak for everybody. If you real, what what it is, what it is. Is there anybody on here who can say yes? I've done some some sketch things in my life. I've 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 done some some suspect some some questionable things in my life. And if you've got a conscience at all. At some point in time, before you did it, on your way over to that girl house, on your way over to that boy house, on your way, whatever it was, whatever it is, you felt some guilt at some point in time. But to be righteous, as Abraham was, is to be free from guilt and shame. The first part of that that we got to dissect, that we're going to get up out of here is, in order for you to be righteous, You've got to be free. Oh, have mercy. And in order for you to be free, 
you've got to have some sort of peace in your life. Why, why, why do you say peace, Pastor Rosemary? Because, because peace simply implies that you lack for nothing. Good God have mercy. So peace means that while you've got hell all around you, you don't need nothing because God's already supplied all of your needs. Does not matter what mountain standing in front of you, you are free because you've got peace. And since you have peace, you are now free from guilt. How in the world could I ever be free from guilt, sin, and shame? Here it is. Because again, I'm free and I'm at peace. And if I'm at peace, I don't have to go and search for something to complete me. Here it is. Nine times out of ten, the reason you were lurking, the reason you were doing something suspect, the reason you were doing something you ain't have no business doing is because you were searching for something. Good God have mercy. And in order for you to be free from guilt and shame and sin, you have to acknowledge that God is all that you need. I need for you to understand on here that you can do a whole lot in your life, but there is nothing that you can do without God. And so what I need for you to understand here on tonight is instead of searching and lurking and seeking and leaking and sneaking and sneaky links, I need for you to understand that everything that you need, everything that you're searching for is right there in God. I'm having a hard time receiving what you're saying, preacher, because I read my Bible and, and I prayed and I've done the best that I could. But them jokers still didn't do right. Good God have mercy. But the Bible, the Bible, the Bible says that in this life that you'll have some trials. You have to go through some things. I preached Sunday at church Sunday and talked about how you have to suffer. Because peace and glory are tied hand in hand. But in order... For you to have some of God's peace and in order for you to have some of some of God's glory, you've got to go through some some suffering in your life. What your suffering looks like will not look like what my suffering has looked like. What your suffering feels like might not feel like what my suffering feels like. How in the world do I know that I'm suffering, baby, is when you can call on everybody else. But no matter whose number you call Jesus keeps picking up the phone. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I ain't got no voice, but I want to holler right now. It does not matter whose number you call. You can even get the busy signal. But Jesus keeps answering the phone. I don't know who it is that I'm talking to on here tonight, but, but you've been trying to call up everybody else. Matter of fact, you've done everything, but got on those bended knees. But the one person that keeps coming to your rescue has been your daddy, has been your father. All I'm telling you is in order for you to have this peace and to be free from guilt and shame, because if you keep reading this Bible, it says right here that that and, and when they counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. And so I told you on here that your topic was life insurance. And I told you that I not only have one life insurance policy, but I have two because I want to make sure that my wife and my boys 
are both taken care of. But verse 23 right here, and I wish I had Bishop Wiley on his organ, says that uh, when they counted him as righteous, free from guilt, shame, and sin, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, but the Bible says that it was recorded for our benefit too. I don't know why I need to go back to the basics, but I will just for you tonight on Thirst Quench Thursday. You are standing on the shoulders of somebody else's righteousness. Good God have mercy. I'm not making this up. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that, that it was counted him as righteous because it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, but because Abraham was righteous, you going to reap the benefits too. God have mercy. I need for you to get yourself right. Why? Because your descendants' lives depend on it. I'm okay admitting that I'm not righteous, but I'm standing on the shoulders of somebody down the line who was righteous on my behalf. But the Bible says that, that you can have that same righteousness if you just believe. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead here it is if you call yourself a believer and if you've accepted the lord jesus as your lord and savior jesus christ that means that you have acknowledged that not only did he die for your sins and not only was he buried in an empty tomb but the bible says that he was raised from the dead with all power in his hands and if you and if you read verse 24 it says that that assuring that god would count us as righteous too if we simply believe in him, the one who was raised from the dead. So if you call yourself a believer, there should be nothing in between God and you being righteous. In other words, you've got to learn to get yourself out of the way so that you can have the glory with your suffering and the peace with your righteousness. In other words, you got to learn to be a copycat. I know that, that we tell our kids to write your own story, to be your own man, not to be a follower. In fact, the Bible says that you're a lender and not a borrower. You're above and not beneath. But on this one instance, I'm telling you to be a copycat. However it is that Abraham was righteous, I need for you and your cat to copy what Abraham was doing. If there's some friends you got to shoo away, your children's lives depend on it. If there are some bottles that you've got to pour out, it's because your children's life depend on it. And whatever it is that you've got to do in order for you to stand in his righteousness, I urge you, I beg you, I beseech you on tonight to do it because your kids and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. And everybody that's down the line is going to have your same name. Life depends on it. Why? Because everybody needs life insurance. Father, we thank you right now for this grace and your mercy. God, not only do I thank you for your grace and your mercy, but I thank you for the suffering that comes along with it. Because surely I understand that my suffering shall produce endurance. And out of my endurance, my faith shall be strengthened. So God, I thank you right now that you're strengthening my faith even as I speak. Thank you right now for the people who's having a hard time becoming that righteous person. Just because I'm righteous does not mean I'm better than you. 
It simply means that my decision making is that which wants to benefit the people who are coming after me. God, I thank you for my children. I thank you for my children's children. God, that the way I live now will be a reflection on how they are to come. God, I thank you for the people who sacrifice in order for me to stand here today. God, I thank you for the person whose shoulders I'm standing on. Understanding that Abraham believed in you, God, not just for himself, God, but before me too. So, God, I thank you right now for everybody under the sound of my voice. God, I pray that favor stays attached to their life. I love you. I praise you and I bless your holy name. For it's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, until next time, may the road rise to meet you. <clears throat> may the wind be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And may heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all drop some anchors. Let me know y'all was in attendance on night. Drop some anchors. Drop some anchors on that screen. I love you. And you can't do nothing about it. My sister Nicole is on here. God bless your heart. I'm about to text you right now, as a matter of fact. In Jesus' name, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Y'all can't do nothing about it. Tiffany, I see your mom on here too. Miss Renee, I love you to pieces. And I will see y'all soon. Y'all have a blessed night, wonderful night. I can't play no music because Facebook might take my video down. So God bless y'all. Y'all sing on your way out. Amen. <laughs>